Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. I am Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to another History Box. And you've probably worked out already from reading the title of this episode of what it's going to be about. Uh, Maybe it'll be one episode, maybe it'll be two, four, seven, nine, fifteen, who knows? It is... uh, the John Darwin canoe disappearance mm. uh, man case from um, December 2007. Uh, in short, it is the man who faked his death and then hid for five years um, as part of uh, an insurance, life insurance fraud scheme, scam. So, uh, yeah, we are sourcing this solely from the Wikipedia page. We haven't drawn upon many different sources or strands or threads. We haven't done any kind of investigation into this. We're just reading through the Wikipedia page as we go. Um, uh, Historians seem to acknowledge this as the way forward, I think, for podcasting. I think all history podcasts just do the same as us now. They just go to the Wikipedia page and then... I was... I've just remembered, because I've... I'm fascinated by this largely because I don't feel like I showed it enough attention at times. So I think you know a lot more about it than I do. <laughs> and I'm quite excited by it. But what I can tell you is that I have actually met John Darwin um, backstage, backstage at, it was either this morning or at, uh, it was at ITV. So it was either this morning or Lorraine Kelly, because I used to sometimes do pay-per-reviews on Lorraine Kelly. Wow, I suspect it was, but it was weird because I didn't know a huge amount about it and was insufficiently excited. <clears throat> and the paper reviewer who I was doing it with, you know, there was like mm. a double act thing. Um, when he got up to go to lose, she said something like, "Wow, I can't believe," you know. And I was like, "Who is he?" And I didn't, I didn't recognise you. Yeah. He's the he's the canoe geezer. And I was <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" But I wish now. That I'd made more of the opportunity to. You could to, be you could be doing a podcast with him by now instead of me. If you'd be maybe I'll look him. him up see if he remembers me. So I was the man gawping at you. What were you doing then in December two thousand and seven when all this kicked off? Well, the, I tell you what, I actually thinking about it. My first child would have been. Yeah, I knew it would four, be that four months old. <laughs> there you go. 
and yeah. like you and know yeah that. it's totally it's to i think that was the year as well where tony blair handed over to gordon brown which is another thing that yeah despite the fact that i'd sort of you know been balls deep in the new labor story and paid close attention to it from the early stages and that being a big landmark in it didn't really fo- didn't follow anything i mean you know as we've talked before anything that went on around the first year really of you having a child especially your first child that's it mm-hmm. totally right um let's have a look at the beginning of the wikipedia page for it and john darwin disappearance case is what it's called if you want to look it up mm. the john darwin disappearance case was an investigation into the fake death of the british former teacher and prison officer john darwin darwin turned up alive i'm alive darwin's alive guess what Darwin's alive. He turned up in December 2007, five years after he was believed to have died in a canoeing accident. Darwin was arrested and charged with fraud. Death fraud. (laughs) Canoe fraud. His wife, Anne, was also arrested and charged for helping Darwin to collect his life insurance of £250,000. And the fraudulent death also allowed the couple to pay off their £130,000 £130,000 mortgage. Um, I mean, two hundred and fifty grand. it's a lot of money, but it's not Enough the kind of money that, that you would do all that to That's get the main hands thing on. that I thought when yeah. I read that, is I thought it's a lot of hassle. And the key thing is you, you can't really relax for the rest of your life. You're always looking over your shoulder. Yeah. Is that kind of a life worth... 250 grand yeah. I would say no I would say, I would no. say you're, you're looking at the millions possibly over 10 million to even contemplate yeah. I mean I can't if my wife came to me I mean this is much more sort of thing that I'd suggest to her rather than vice versa in all honesty but yeah. if she was like look we've got 10 million quid if we do this I'd still be <clears> like nah Mm. It's not worth it. I mean, this 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 does feel like the kind of thing you would suggest to your good wife, yeah, rather definitely. than vice versa. And she'd be um, like, "This is not even this conversation but, ends here." Yeah, yeah. I'm going to going to go out of this room, and we're going to pretend this didn't happen. Yeah, we'll never speak of this conversation ever again. But yeah. I want you to know that I object to this in the strongest possible uh, terms. I've got a solution to all of our worries. It's so Get simple. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> do you have a pen I'm about to make your day now has your dad still got that canoe he used to go about in <laughs> yeah, he is a canoeist actually our old man so I'd, I'd, yeah? I could start with that yeah well you know it's been done before yeah any kind of canoe related disappearance else. the authorities are just gonna just go yeah scam I'd like to I've I've thought about it, and I think that I would probably fake my death in a forest fire. But right. I wouldn't start a forest fire. But if there was one going on, and I read about it in the news, yeah. I'd quickly get down there and then disappear myself. And because then, then yeah. it'd be good, because you'd be good, like the the fire eradicated even his dental records. Mm. You know, that's good. That's good. I think I can't really get beyond the Reggie Perrin, which again is sea related. Go down to the mm. sea, leave a pile of your clothes, make it look like you've just waded into the sea, drowned yourself, but then yeah, put on some old was... rags and a raincoat and a pair of false teeth and a wig and then yeah. go off and become a pig farmer. 
and then turn up at your own funeral. That's what Reggie Perrin did, didn't he? As as Martin Wellborn, Martin (laughs) Reggie's cousin. And then then start a relationship with your fifth wife, but pretend you're not you. Pretend you're not you, but she knows all along the that most, you are. The most yes. el- elaborate fucking sex game ever invented. Which, again, brings us back to John Darwin, because maybe, maybe this was all an elaborate sex game for Yeah, there's got to be. There's got to be a bit of that about it, hasn't it? There's mm. got to be a bit of kink about it. Let's be honest. You're talking about... Um, disappearing in the sea I, I don't know if you've been maybe it's a future history but it's probably a bit too grim but that poor um, Argentinian striker who Cardiff signed and then crashed in the aeroplane yeah that's that, that's not history box no but have you been reading about what happened it was a, it, it sounds no, like I missed it, that well it sounds like the guy the, the, the guy whose private airline airplane that they char- mm. that Cardiff chartered he was running what the courts decreed a cowboy outfit and he was cutting a lot of corners and he's Shit. actually been sentenced I think to a custodial sentence for negligence a cowboy plane outfit yes they, they they got his text messages and it's proper fucking Sir John Fanny powder he's going <laughs> he's going to like the pilot like <clears throat> something's come up I can't do it because I'm busy it's very, very simple. Now, admittedly, you haven't flown this plane before, and no, you do not have a license. But listen, it's a piece of piss. A plane's and, a plane, mate. Yeah, it was literally like that. Up, and down, he's like, look, side I, to side. look, I would really urge you to do this because you make money, I make money, we're all happy. Cardiff City are a very potentially very lucrative client Jesus for us. Jesus Christ! It was literally like John Fanny Powder stuff. But anyway, the uh, the body of the pilot. Never found. Body of the player, found. Body of the pilot, never found. Really? Mm. Mm. Okay. Maybe that's one for a more serious podcast. When than, we do a serious... In- knockout. Dawson and Delaney investigate. <laughs> yeah, when Spotify come waving money at us to do serious podcasts mm, without yeah, swearing that, that, in. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, of course it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, getting back to the John Darwin thing. Y- y- yeah, just saying there that it was life insurance of 250 grand and they got their mortgage paid off and we're saying it's not a huge amount but what makes it even worse was that their two sons had no idea that this was going on that's the that's the worst part of the crime isn't it i mean if you're gonna do that i'm not saying i could do that but if you were gonna do that the money would have to be significantly higher than 250 yeah because if it was a lot of money they they could reason okay uh Kids will have to go through the grief of assuming we I am dead. However, maybe his kids didn't like him. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and secondly, even if they did don't like fucking him, like him now, Sam. I know that much. They, they think well, they'll get an inheritance. They're gonna. I'm gonna die one day anyway. This way, they get yeah. their inheritance early. You know, and they, it's not like their chances are they're going to have to deal with this grief at some point in their life. It's either now or some other time. But as long as we lie to them, they won't have to go through it twice. But, of course, now they will have to go through it twice. But, Uh, of course, maybe maybe you could sneak into the funeral as Martin Wellborn and listen to all the nice things that are said about him. But I don't know if there was a funeral, was there? I don't know. We'll get to that. If it's... That's like my dad when his mate died. And we went, are you going to his funeral? (laughs) And he went, yes, if they have one. 
What? what yeah. that's one, that's he said it really casually. Yeah, if they have one. What? What do you know? Yeah, What's that about? You know, like, dads sort of do things like that as if, trust me, you kids might make lazy assumptions that all deaths are marked with a funeral, but I've been around longer than you, and I know it's 50-50 chance. <laughs> <laughs> If they have one. <laughs> There's a lot more of that goes on than you know about. They just don't talk about the funerals that don't happen. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I might be having one, I'll tell you that for nothing. <laughs> too much hassle. I can't be bothered. <laughs> Load of bloody fuss. <laughs> the idea of all them people getting together talking about me, fuck that. That is exactly what my dad's point of view would be. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably thought about it. That's oh, why he yeah. said well, that. Well, I mean, he's getting old, so he'll, he'll be thinking about his <clears throat> death. And uh, obviously, none, me and none of my siblings and I would have the guts to discuss it with him because mm. it would be he'd become aggressive and belligerent about mm. it. But like, I know <laughs> that in his head, Start swinging punches. <laughs> yeah, he will. Yeah, but in his head. He'll be like... an intervention. Funerals. My, I know that in his head, my dad will be thinking, funerals are for cunts. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely what he'll be thinking. Funerals are really self-indulgent. Uh, they're yeah. egotistical. Me, me, me. Yeah. They're my, my, the worst on it, he goes, they're full of sentimentality, which is my dad's worst thing. He thinks everything right. is sentiment. Sentimentality is the worst crime. He calls it unearned emotion. Which, by the way, not a bad unearned. name for an unearth, unearned emotion. Wow. That's quite a good name for like an 80s sort of soul ballad album. Yeah. Maybe. That's brilliant. So he thinks unearned emotion. And before. I would say to him, if I was having a conversation, I'd go, Dad, but surely your father dying is earned emotion. And he'd go, no, it's not. Only if you want to make a big song and dance about it, people die. That's what it'd be like. So he won't be wanting a funeral, but he won't discuss it. So he'll be getting one whenever that happens. Hopefully he's got many more years left in him, unless he's planning on faking something. Although he certainly does not have a canoe. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. Sentimentality is unearned emotion is apparently a quote from James Joyce. Ah, oh, well, there you go. That's where I've got it from. And also Ridley Scott. 
Well, I don't know if you got it from him. <laughs> Funny that Ridley Scott said it, though. Yeah, that's classic, what he did it. Classic Scott. <laughs> I think he's built a bit like... You know, my brother works for Ridley Scott. I mean, not yeah, exactly. directly, but he works for his company. And, like, he's had dealings with him. And I've interviewed him a couple of times. And, uh, yeah, I, it doesn't surprise me that he likes that quote as well. Because um, he certainly struck me as cut from a similar cloth to my old man. <laughs> <laughs> like a good man, but you know, doesn't sort of suffer bullshit okay. easily. Uh, yeah, okay. a hard man, a cold man. <laughs> fucking unearned emotion. The worst sentimentality. Sort. If you want emotion, fucking earn it. There's no sentimentality in South Shields where I grew up. <laughs> Tell you that. Is he from South Shields? So is uh, Cheryl Tweedy, isn't she? No, she was from, um, I think she's from Biker. Oh, right. I thought she was from South Shields for some reason. She's more, it might be Biker, it's more central Newcastle, I think. But um, Stan Laurel, he grew up in South Shields, I think. And Ridley Scott and Tony South Scott. South Shields isn't Newcastle, is it? It's like a separate it's, town. It's, it's, it's South Tyneside, but yeah. it's a coastal town. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, sure, and, sure. and I tell you what, one thing about South Tyneside is you're fucking taught to earn your emotion there. Mm, but how shall definitely. I earn it, Father? You can't. There's no way. You'll find it. You can't earn it. Well, then what does that mean? It means no emotion for you. Yeah. I don't know if Cheryl would have gone to South Shales much because she would have had to go on the Shales Ferry because she, she lived north of the town. Uh, and it says here the council estates of, of Walker and Heaton which were, uh, they're not the most salubrious areas in Newcastle. Mm. I'm sure anybody from Newcastle would agree. But uh, she'll be more likely to go to Whitley Bay or Tynemouth on the Metro. I was talking to my wife yesterday uh, because she was trying to get the <laughs> I was kid. talking to my wife yesterday. She said, she Funniest said, thing. she said that she was trying to get the my son to stop playing Minecraft with his cousin. And they right. would, and they would, no matter how many times they asked, she she said right time's up they would just like ignore her and carry on wow. playing just like yeah so I said you you gotta do um remind me what I oh, you might not know but I used to know this off by heart what Cheryl Cole's mum's called Cheryl <laughs> Tweedy because she's like a legend when I was at Heat she was like a fucking legend right Joan right her name is Joan Joan Tweedy right no Joan Callahan is her name right fucking legend. Like, you know, like, she'd always hang out with Cheryl and, like, I mean, this is awful, but it's just a fact, so I'm going to say it, is Go that on. she did, um, there was, like, a couple of pictures of getting out at do's out of the back of a car in a very yeah. short skirt, because she was quite a oh. young mum. And basically, I don't know how to put this delicately, I regret talking about it, but basically, uh, you can, Joan Callahan's Fanny was yeah. widely paparazzied. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, because she'd always go out short skirt, no knickers. Anyway, that's her business. I'm not judging her for it. You know, live life, love. That was a lot of it about back then. Yeah, it was, yeah. Exactly. And actually, the Different times have been taking pictures of that, but they were illegal. This wasn't upskirting. This was more like taking a picture of her as she got out of the car, and it was just like <laughs> there, and it was like, whoops. But anyway. <laughs> that's our Whoops. business if you want to go out with no knickers that's up to you yeah. you know anyway um, 
she, the, what I heard, I don't know whether this is true. My wife didn't believe it. I said, you got to do a Joan Callahan here. She went, what's that? I said, yeah, Joan Callahan. I said, when Cheryl and Ashley Cole um, were going through a bad phase in their relationship, you know, what I heard, like, were one of the things that made them snap was, like, Joan Callahan was living with them in their luxury house in uh, Surrey when he was right. playing for Chelsea. And it was, they didn't have kids, but it was annoying because Joan Callahan just lived there and sort of ruled the roost a bit. And Ashley Cole was a bit like, fucking hell, what am I, chopped liver? Do you know hey, what I'm I mean? Ashley Cole. And what, what he liked to do was come in from training and play FIFA all afternoon. Fucking right. Wouldn't you if you were a multimillionaire, right? Yeah. So he'd just sit in his like sort of main lounge, just monging out and fucking playing FIFA. Dreamland. But then she <laughs> used to like to watch her soaps in that same room. I think it was the best lounge with a big telly, right? She used to like yeah. to watch her soaps and starting at like six. Like some of them start would that have been Hollyoaks or Emmerdale? But Might she was like, like way, my mum like does yeah. this as well. Like my mum like soap starting starts at six and then just you just plough on right through the evening. This back is to it. Back. The, the, yeah, this is a life that we haven't. This exists that we don't really know much about. The soap life. Yeah, soap life. Where you watch all of the fuckers. Yeah, that's my mum. My mum is wow. just all about the soap life, and Joan Callahan was the same. And uh, Soapy and, Joan, huh? Soapy Joan, yeah, Soapy Joan. But what I heard, <laughs> right, was that Ashley Cole would be sitting there, and she got so intolerant with him playing because he'd always be like, "No, I haven't finished playing this game yet. I'll switch it off in a minute. I just got to finish this game or whatever." And she came in one time, and without saying anything, this is his house. She came in and she just pulled the cables out of the TV. From the PlayStation. Fucking just like, hell. right, it's soap time. Bang! No way. To and he was, like, he was like, fuck this. <laughs> fuck this. I can't, I can't fucking handle this anymore. I'm going out. I call that John Terry. John, do you want to go out for a few drinks up a nightclub or something? <laughs> Maybe find some birds to do some fingering with. Yeah. I don't care. Exactly. I don't care anymore. John. Yeah, no, I don't believe you're a racist. I don't care what you said to Anton Ferdinand. You're, you're my mate anyway. <laughs> but John uh, Terry's John Terry's departure from Aston Villa in the summer, in an attempt to find a managerial job, yeah, hasn't hasn't gone very well. Has no, it? because there's loads of managerial jobs going, and his yeah. old mate Frank Lampard, who is clearly ill qualified as a manager and will fail in his next job, whatever it is, right? It's, I mean, it's fucking mad that Norwich... And he, a... he, he knows that as well. Well, he yeah, hasn't, that's, he's that, turned that's down why, Norwich. That's one. why he turned down Norwich, because yeah. he, he'll think, hang on, I was given a chance at Derby, failed to get him promoted, then I was given a chance at Chelsea, went pretty badly. Uh, now, if my next job is an inevitable relegation, where does that leave my CV, right? Yeah. But... He, I mean, his best bet would be to go and get the Rangers job because, yeah. you know, it's not easy, but it's easier. It's, it's not easier easy. than Norwich. Yeah, and and Stephen Gerrard's just fucking had a lot of success with him, and he hadn't, uh, he didn't have any managerial experience. Stephen Gerrard would just leave him the the, the laminated instruction sheet. Yeah, exactly. I've left it in the top drawer. <laughs> the top drawer on the left. And there's in the top bags drawer of on the right, I've left some mucky pictures for you. There's some, there's some bags of Arabo as well. I like to chew on when I'm thinking about tactics. Do I left them the there because pictures. Villa said they were going to sort me out my old Haribos. 
I've had yeah, John Terry on the phone. If you think like yeah. Stephen Gerrard and John Terry are getting these fucking jobs, I mean, I'm surprised mm. they didn't offer it to John Terry. Fuck's sake. Well, maybe it's because they doing is it? Maybe in, in, when they did, they said someone. Maybe they wanted someone with no record of public racism. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd like to think that that was put on every job. Sort that of rules out that, that that rules out him and Cheryl Tweedy, doesn't it? Because <laughs> yeah. of that incident in the the uh, the pub toilets that time. Yeah, shame for Villa fans because I think Cheryl would have m- made a good job of that Villa for the Villa. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, she'd come uh, in uh, and she'd go. Look, this is a big club. We've got a huge ground. We're from one mm-hmm. of the biggest cities in Europe. We've got a great I mean, history. It's time to bring the good times back. Yeah, Grealish is gone, but mm-hmm. Buendia is. Um, you know, we need to awaken the magic that he showed at Norwich City last season. I can just imagine <laughs> her. It'd be like that. That the funniest clip on the internet ever. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Whenever you're ready. That's what she'd say. That'd be our team talk every week in the changing room. <laughs> Are you ready? And the players would go, we're ready. And she'd go, whenever you're ready. We're ready. Good. Get ready. We are ready. <laughs> I wish she'd got the villa job. Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe next time she's round. She's done her badges. Too soon she's done her. her badges. Or she's she's done if she hasn't badges, done yeah. them, she's doing her badges. No, I think she's done them. She did them during that Girls Allowed hiatus a few years ago. Oh, uh, yeah. She, they, she they, said, they oh, a couple of years off. She's like, I used my time wisely. Some of the girls just yeah. didn't do anything or they worked on solo projects, but I've always got an eye on the future. And so I did my badges because then I know I've always got those if I need them. Something to fall back on, Even if it? it's just yeah. in an assistant role somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, she could probably team up with John Terry. That would be the dream team. But yeah. then Ashley Cole might not be that happy. I don't know if, how cordial it is with Cheryl and Ashley Cole post-divorce. She'd have to, yeah. I, don't know. I mean, it'd be quite Ter- a racist Terry and double Cole act. Mates, They'd have aren't to they? find a racist club like, I don't know, you're looking at Chelsea or Millwall, really, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot of ethics or morals at Newcastle these days, but they've got Eddie Howe now, so... Yeah. I mean, it'd be a homecoming job for her if she got the Newcastle job, wouldn't it? Fucking grass, Eddie Howe. But they should... I mean, what what David Moyes did so well at West Ham was he got his own people, but then he supplemented that with people who, who knew the club, who'd been around, who knew the faces. He, they knew how the, how the club functioned. So he brought in Stuart Pearce and Kevin Nolan, two former West Ham captains, and that proved to be very yeah. good. And I would advise Eddie Howe, who's very much an outsider, another Southerner. They don't like Southerners at Newcastle, generally well, speaking. Well, they they, they, they they do with this one. They seem to be quite up for Eddie Howe. Right, OK, but, well, um, I, w- I would say... If it's, he could if do it's Dennis worse. Wise he could, or Joe Kinnear, they're yeah. not so keen. He could do worse than... Yeah, because they're cheeky cockneys, whereas Eddie Howe is just like a boring grass... Um, yeah. From methodical from the southeast. He's not from London. Mm. He's probably from Hampshire, and he and he's very methodical. And uh, he's drinking a Corona Lager, slightly warm, which is how he likes it. At your no lime. at your wife's <laughs> colleague's barbecue. I'm Eddie. No li- no lime. It gives it a kick. I don't think it needs. And what is it you do, Sam? How do you pay the bills? How do you keep the wolf from the door? What keeps you busy? Yeah, what keeps you busy, that's it. 
That bit of this bit of that. What about you, Eddie? I'm the manager of Newcastle United. I also supplement my living with grassing. I grasp people to the authorities. I what grasp sort of for money. Benefit frauds. <laughs> illegal immigrants. People with defective taillights. Anything. Untaxed vehicles. I'll ta- I will grasp anyone for anything for the right price. And sometimes I do it for free for the ones that I feel passionately about. <laughs> yeah. Would you um, like a sausage? No, no, I'm a fucking vegetarian. Oh, I see. You're one of them, are you? One of the woke. Noted. One of the woke brigade. <laughs> Next, you'll be telling me I can't make anti-Semitic jokes. Even if it's tongue in cheek? <laughs> no. The world's gone mad. I suppose you'll be attempting to cancel me, will me? Will you? Look, all I said was that I was vegetarian. I didn't want a sausage. I'm not going to fucking cancel you, you fucking weird grass. Uh, tell you what, we'll leave it there. Um, and we'll get back onto the John Canoe situation in the next episode. Bye! Bye! deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.